Good evening, everybody. This week is Parashas Yisrael, and we are going to continue with the Halachas of Shachianu. This is part two. So last week, we learned about two categories of Shachianu. One is uh, the one you make on Yantiv, every time it's a Yantiv, and, or on a mitzvah associated with the Yantiv, like we make a Shachianu on Mikra Megillah, we make a Shachianu on Matzah Bez Hashem. And also, we talked about when you perform a mitzvah for the very first time, uh, you make a shachiyana, and the example we gave was the first time a person does hafrashas chala, they should make a shachiyana, which seemed to be the consensus of this farm I was looking at. But interestingly, someone asked me last week, what about the first time a kala goes to the mikvah? Should she make a shachiyana? And you might remember that uh, you didn't, and we don't. It's actually a very good question because it is a very big machlekes among the achreinim whether a kala the first time she goes to the mikvah should make a shachianu or not. And the prevailing custom is that we don't. Uh, the reason being because it's the, her first time doing it, but it didn't have to be her first time doing it then. There's like any time, you could do it any time. Um, so, <clears throat> in other words, whenever she's married, there's no, it's, not, it's not, I guess attributed to a time. Because once you get married, you can do it anytime. Regardless, that kind of reasoning should apply to Chala as well. So I'm not sure exactly what the difference is. I would have to investigate that more. In any case, it's a very interesting question. Do you make a Shekhyana on the first time you perform a mitzvah? And on, on mikveh you don't. So what's the story with Chala? Now, the next category of Shekhyanu is making a bracha when you see someone very dear to you that you haven't seen for 30 days. And we said that's pretty much not relevant anymore these days because we communicate. And there are various different kinds of communication. But uh, that we mentioned that the Mishaburu says that this relevance is when you have a baby daughter. So you're seeing someone you love for the very first time. So you can make a Shekhyanu. And that's where the custom of making a Shekhyanu when you have a baby daughter is uh, comes from. Now, the next category of Shekhyanu is one we're very familiar with, and that is making Shekhyanu on a new fruit, right? On a fruit that you, that's seasonal. Now, the concept here is that a new fruit, which is seasonal, which means it only grows once a year or even twice a year, but it's seasonal. So it brings joy when you see it. You know, you, it's a, something you haven't seen for a while. It's, it's pretty, it's nice, it's seasonal. It, it indicates the passage of time. So, therefore, you make a Shekhyanu to celebrate that point in time that you got there. And interestingly, essentially you can make a shachianu on simply seeing the fruit. It doesn't even have to be for eating it. Even just seeing it would be enough to make a shachianu, but the custom is that we don't do that. We only make a shachianu on eating the fruit, not just on seeing it. And this shachianu is not an obligatory shachianu, meaning to say it's not like uh, you can't eat the fruit if you don't make a shachianu. That's not quite the way it is. It's a mitzvah. There's an Indian to make the shachianu. It's a mitzvah, but it doesn't prevent you from eating, and it's not a, you're not over anything if you eat the fruit without making a shachianu. That's the, that's the, the, the category that this shachianu falls under. Now, the big question is, especially in the modern day and age, is which fruit are included in this bracha? Now, as we said, the halacha is only if the fruit are seasonal. Fruit which are essentially always available on the market, even if you, you just by chance haven't eaten it for a long time, uh, doesn't qualify for a shachianu. So let's say, for example, um, someone hasn't eaten apples all winter, right? And then they get an apple in... Uh, they find an apple in uh, the springtime they want to eat, or they pick an apple from the tree in the fall and they want to eat it. You don't make a shachianu on that because the shachianu is only uh, for things that are seasonal. So that not, doesn't, doesn't depend on you. Uh, 
So the question arises then that nowadays all fruit are essentially available, even when they're out of season. They are shipped from different locales that, that have that those fruit grow all year, or they're stored or they're frozen. And the place can disagree whether it's appropriate to make a shahiyanu on such a fruit that you essentially can get any time of the year. And they say that even if those fruit aren't really that available, but you can find a store that sells it. You can go to the Asian market or you can go to some other place and you can find a store somewhere that sells the fruit. And the fact is it's available, even though it's not easily available, it's still available. And even if when the fruit are out of season, they don't taste that good. And you can tell the difference, right? It's just not the same fruit that are in season, out of season still. Bottom line is the fruit is available. And therefore the place can have an issue whether one can make a bracha on Avshachianu, on a fruit that essentially is always available. Now, on Rosh Hashanah, we make a Shachianu on fruit, and there they say it's fine, you don't have to be machmir on this particular issue, because on Rosh Hashanah, really, you're making a Shachianu because it's the second day of Yantiv. You're supposed to be making Shachianu anyway, just you know, because of the question involved, uh, whether Rosh Hashanah is one big day or if it's two days, so that's why you make a Shachianu on a fruit. So this is fine, you could use this kind of fruit for that. That's not a problem. So there's really two times a year that people make a Shachianu on fruit. One is on Rosh Hashanah, so for Rosh Hashanah, you don't have to worry about this. The other time is the one that just passed, which is two. Now, Tubishvat, it would be a, an issue if you get a fruit which essentially is available all year. Really, it's better not to make a Shechiyana because it's very questionable. <clears throat> so, um, your star fruit, which is our classic Shechiyana, right? Uh, I believe you could probably get it all year in, um, in different groceries. You go to groceries that sell these kind of items. But it's not necessarily so. So, as, if as far as you know, there is nowhere to get a particular fruit which uh, you want to make Shechiyana on, and it only shows up in the stores, then they get a hold of it, you know, Lukavet Tubishvat, or whenever it is that it's available in stores. So, you don't have to be a detective and start looking around through stores and see if it indeed is available or not. As far as, if as far as you know, this fruit was not available until this point, then you can comfortably make a shahachianu on it. One fruit that people like to make a shahachianu on, on Tu is an asterisk. Now, uh, there is actually an interesting question with asterisk. Now, asterisk truly is a fruit that's only available once a year. It's, it is a seasonal fruit, and you can't get it the rest of the year, other than Sukkot's time. But the esrig, you made a shechianu already. When you took it and you shook it on, uh, on, on Yantiv, on Sukkot, you made a shechianu, and there are those places in hold that that shechianu covers for this too. So that's a questionable shechianu. And, and in addition, the way um, esrig is prepared, it's made in preserves, which also diminishes its shechianu status because it's something that lasts for a long time. And uh, aside from all that, it happens to be a very bad idea these days to eat estrig because they use a tremendous amount of pesticides on uh, the estrig because it's not intended for eating. So there's no uh, real legal uh, anything blocking them from using as much pesticides as they like, even though it's unhealthy. So I've heard from many that it's, uh, it's, it's not clear whether it's safe to use estragium anymore for various different um, foods. So that's not such a great idea for your shechianu. Now, the Mishabura implies, seems to imply, that on, the Shechianu is only for fruit, which are Ha'etz, but things that are Ha'adama, you don't make a Shechianu on. 
And I've seen a lot of times people get a Sheikh Yanu for Rosh Hashanah, and it's something which is a Hadama, like a papaya might be a Hadama, or um, they get these melons that they sell in, you know, the strange melons. So they make a, those are Hadama. But the fact is that it, it is a little unclear, Mishnah Brewer, but contemporary Paiskim clarify that the Mishnah Brewer is only talking about like uh, potatoes, cucumbers, which are inexpensive. Uh, vegetables, then they also they have the capability to be stored better than other vegetables, so better than fruits. So those you don't make a shachianu on. But if you have a rare a melon which is seasonal and it only shows up once a year or twice a year, uh, you could make a shachianu on that even though the bracha is ha'adama. We don't make a shachianu on fruit juices though, and even if they're seasonal, and we don't make a shachianu on any other foods like uh, meat, even if, if for whatever reason the meat is a seasonal meat, you would make a shachianu on that. Only on fruit, uh, or like I said, a vegetable, which we would essentially, in today's parlance, we call that a fruit also. Now, the brach of Shekhyanu, when should you make it? So, ideally, according to Mr. Brura, you should make the Shekhyanu first. Make Shekhyanu, then make our eights, and then eat the fruit. That's what Mr. Brura says is the best way to do it. I don't believe that's the custom. The custom is what the second thing that Mr. Brura says to do, which is to make our eights, eat a little bit of the fruit, and then make the shachianu. He says you, if you made the, the ha'etz and the shachianu immediately without eating, he says it's not a half sick, your yaitza, but he says it's not the right way to do it. I think many people do it that way though, but still the ideal way to do it would be the way the Mishabur suggests, which is to make the ha'etz first, uh, eat a little bit, and then make a shachianu. And you can make a shachianu, it doesn't have to be right then, you sh- should make it as soon as possible, but you can make shachianu as long as you're eating that fruit or fruits. Uh, but once you've finished eating that fruit and you made your bar nefashas or al and then you want to eat uh, that fruit again, you can't make a shachianu anymore. So shachianu is just for that first time you sit down to eat that fruit. That's the duration of time you can make the shachianu. After that, you can't make a shachianu anymore. Okay, let's move on to uh, Parshas Yisrael.